So I just want to tell you, like, you can't make a wrong choice. She can't be. She's so right about that because the choice you make is oftentimes like, it's like this gut instinct of like, you got to do it like a little nudge, little nudge, do that thing. And then even if it doesn't get you the results you wanted, it's never the worst case or the best case scenario. We've always, we've already talked about that. It's usually somewhere in the middle and it brings clarity around what you need to do next. And it takes away a lot of fear. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Lisa Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world, and the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity, and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Be It Till You See It interview recap where my co-host and life, Brad and I are going to dig into the questioning combo I have with Joanna Vargas in our last episode. If you haven't yet listened to that interview, feel free to pause this now. Go back and listen to this one, that one, then listen to this one. And uh, and then join, I'm Brad. I'm Lisa Logan. Whoa. <laughs> Just sneaking it in. We're working on this new <laughs> idea of introducing ourselves at the beginning so at the end. Um, but you know, it didn't occur to me that like it was weird to have the names at the end until I was listening to a podcast where they like it, like they say their names at the beginning. And I was like, right. oh, we don't do that yeah, in maybe anything. We but I mean, it says be it till you see it with Leslie Logan. You and should that know was, who I am. You did sort of just introduce me when you mentioned your co-host. So and you're, like you're introduced. I'm introduced. So I'm covered. So I'm the only one who is never introduced because I don't introduce myself on an interview and I don't introduce. <laughs> if you're new, let me know if it's confusing as to who I am in any episode. That's what I'd like to know. <laughs> because if it's not, then this is not an issue. We can keep moving on. <laughs> Anyways, we are still in Cambodia. Yes. Which means we are recording this as if it is happening when you're listening to it. But really, we're recording it before we got on a flight. And so I'm I'm I am manifesting how fucking awesome Cambodia yeah, is. Yeah, right now I am uh I am I'm half I'm up to my knees in um the Cambodian River. No. No, not, he's not. not. We don't, don't get in the water. In the it's gross. We don't get in the water. <laughs> but we are probably hiking through a jungle. Oh well, we're supposed to be at a waterfall. Well, it's a Thursday. So oh, we'll have we, cha already... we changed our thing. But if it's Wednesday here, Thursday's yeah, yeah, we will be at a we might actually literally be at a waterfall while this is happening. Yeah, there's a waterfall in Cambodia. And um if you are on our retreat, um you already know that we're doing this for you, but it's a surprise. <laughs> oh, surprise. <laughs> because we don't usually uh do the waterfall. Uh if we have a big group, we just can't. Yeah. There's just not enough time. But um with a small group, we can. So it's so freaking exciting. And um, then we come back and Brad goes to Philly. No, we don't. We come back together. And then we, and go, we go to, to Arizona. We go to Arizona. Yeah. Then I might t TBD on the actual scene of the Grand Canyon since I have only seen it from a plane. And if you don't know the story, in 2018, when I was like, I'm not going to the East Coast unless we drive. And so we rented a really tiny SUV and drove <laughs> cross country. And... Um, we were driving through the South and I were going to the Grand Canyon and I said, Brad, I just heard in the bathroom that we're driving in a blizzard. That's unbeknownst to me, a, a little crazy weather, but I was just like, I guess this is winter. I'm not from, I'm not from any place, but California. Um, 
He's like, it's the Grand Canyon. You can't miss it. I was like, you could see it from space. It's the Grand Canyon. We'll let be me, fine. Let me just tell you, y'all. <laughs> it was a whiteout. You could not. You could. I don't know how to show you this because this is a podcast. And I also don't know how to show it to you on YouTube because we are not putting it in here. But maybe Amanda can post on the Be A Pod Instagram the pictures of me seeing the Grand Canyon in real life for the first time with my feet on the ground. You can't fucking see the Grand Canyon. Cannot. Yep. Even on the near side, even when you like tilted it, like, look, here's the Grand Canyon 10 feet from us. You can't see it. So it's like, run, because I'm not getting snowed in this place. I know. It was coming down so hard. It was literally like, if we don't move right now, we might not be able to leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So at any rate, um, the hope is that I get to camp one night at the Grand Canyon. Um, and then we come back. Yeah. And Brad leaves me to go do Thanksgiving. Um at his parents' place and see his grandfather and yeah. his family. And then he comes back and I leave for Dallas, Texas with Erica Quest. Yeah. Tejas. And then we come back. I come back. And then we drive to Texas. Yeah. Then we come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I, you come back. Oh, you're, we're here for less than a week. And then we hit the road. If I didn't want to see New Mexico and I, and I had a way to like have my own place in Dallas for 10 days, I probably would just stay there. But that's not really, I really want to see New Mexico. So. At any rate, I'm coming back. So it's a very busy winter for us. And it's because we're going on tour. Um, but just to go back, if you are like, wait, you're going to be in Dallas with Erica Quest? Yes, we are. And to be honest, how can you get in on that? You're going to have to DM us. You got to DM me because the reality is, is, um, well, well, you're there yeah. for some workshops. I'm there for some workshops. It's only workshops. We are teaching classes on the tour. We'll be back in Dallas to teach classes on the tour. But um, the space is very limited, and um, so you've got to hit me up to get the special I think link. Dallas will be teaching class on like 13, 14, or 15 of December. I can't remember exactly the one date. One of right those now. is so, Dallas, and one of those is Houston. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, so, anyway, stay tuned. But the workshops, let me just like, like really quick, like toot my own horn. Uh, welcome to my podcast. That's what we do. But um, Erica Quest and I are teaching um, how classical and well, where classical and contemporary collide, which is not where we compare classical and contemporary exercises. We actually are colliding them together. It's a really fun, empowering workshop. We are um, we did it in Chicago. We're making it a four hour workshop this time. So we're super excited. And then the next day, she's got a really fun workshop going on. And then I go solo on like building your tower up because so many people are like, how do I make a tower class? So I'm super excited. It's the first time I'm going to teach this workshop. Cool. I love building tower classes up. This is where I get creative. Yeah. So we're doing that um, there. So if any of that interests you and you are in the Dallas area, you can hit me up. And if you are wanting to work out with me in Dallas or Houston, then you should hit me up anyways, because I'm the only one who has these links. There you go. Do we have a question? Yes. So we got, we got, well, this question kind of um, is a spinoff from the question from the last recap episode. Ooh, way to go, team. And the reason is because I actually had a whole conversation with one of our retreaters um, about the the idea, the process of falling asleep. And uh, she said, I have a hard, I have trouble sleeping. I, I get in, I climb into bed. I leave myself enough time, but then I find that I'm, I just can't sleep. I cannot sleep. Mm. And so I asked her like, okay, why are you, are you thinking? And she's like, yes, I'm totally thinking the whole time. 
And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, and I'm not sleeping, sleeping, sleeping instead. And, and by the way, thinking when I'm not sleeping and then looking <laughs> at your clock makes it worse. Don't look at the clock. Don't count down. <laughs> so I, I um, have spent a lot of time uh, uh, studying sleep, which is ironic because I don't sleep very much. Uh, and it's I a am constant, making him sleep more because it's a constant battle. I need him to live as long as me or longer. I don't want to be the first to go. And what I've what I've figured out, I'm 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 just uh, gonna let you keep saying those things. That's great. I love you, and I'm <laughs> not dying. But the point is, um, the point is for for me, and probably for most, sleep is actually a decision. Mm. Okay. So the problem with the thinking is that you have not decided to sleep. Oh, that's interesting. I think that's true because how many times are you talking to me and I, in the middle of a sentence, I just am asleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, love, that's so great that we're going to, you're, you're asleep. Okay, you're asleep. Uh, so, so like you get in bed because you have to get in bed. It's an obligation. Okay. I better go to sleep now. Instead. It's like, I got to do it because I have to do it right now. And, uh, you know, instead of the idea, uh, that I am going to sleep. <laughs> if you could hear that in the background, our dog is literally digging up the new carpet that the we just new, put down. New carpet. Brand new carpet. And she's so decided it's not comfortable enough and she's pulling it off the floor it's not comfortable i don't care it's a beautiful rug don't hit it yeah anyway the point is you you know there are a handful of tips that i can absolutely recommend uh that will allow you to go to sleep the um and there's a bunch of stats the average person takes seven minutes to fall asleep mm. um the, the tips that i can give you are this if you find yourself thinking 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 Remember, you are going to not only are you going to make a decision of when you fall asleep, but you're going to make a decision of when you're going to wake up. OK, because this is going to help you not sleep through your alarm, which I'm so good at doing. But when I make the actual decision, I literally say to myself, tomorrow, I'm going to get up at 830 or 715 or 653. It doesn't matter. But if I specifically say I'm going to get up at X time. Then when that clock rolls around, I actually do it. I actually get out of bed. If I don't literally say I'm going to get up at X time, when that alarm goes off, I'm like, oh, I'm probably okay to sleep another 10 minutes, right? And then I'll sleep 20 minutes. Mm. So there's decisions that are being made here. So, but there are some suggestions that I can make for you uh, about um, actually uh, uh, stopping your mind from spinning. Get a pen and paper, put it next to your bed. Every time you have a thought, what we, we talked about in the last episode is that you're probably worried you're going to forget something you have to do. So write that thing down. Now you can give yourself permission not to try to remember that. You don't need to remember it. It's written down. You can now <sighs> relax because you're not stressed that you have to remember this. That stress is going to keep your mind going so that you remember you got to do the thing tomorrow. Don't forget. Right. So that's a huge thing. If you are an ideator like me, when I go to sleep, I've, when, uh, I used to find myself like that's when I was writing a new song. I don't know why. Why is that the time? I don't know. But that's when my brain's like, wow, I got this really cool idea. I would then record a voice memo on my phone. So then again, I don't have to try to remember it because I won't remember it. And that stresses me out. And then I would stay awake trying to remember it. Right. Another thing you can do is focus on your breathing. Okay. And the breathing in through the nose, 
and it could be out through the nose or mouth. It, it should be matter. in and out through the nose for sleep. It, it's grounding. Yeah, but the what when you create an even breath uh, in and out through your nose, I find it allows my mind to wander. And the wandering, not the thinking, the wandering is actually my secret sauce for how do I go to sleep. I literally put myself in my own movie in my head. Okay. I can't wait to talk about how I fall asleep because we have different ways to fall asleep. <laughs> I, I put myself in my own movie in my head where I'm the, I am either like the lead character or I'm following along uh, as like a third party, but I'm, I'm envisioning the scenery. I'm uh, feeling it, smelling it, seeing it. Like I'm actually in an environment that I'm creating and I let my mind cr continue to create that, that um, environment and that scene and that thing that's happening and and literally i i find myself dreaming about that mm, i love these things they're yeah. all really helpful um a couple things there are tons of studies about sleep you like if you ever hear me talk about ideal schedule the first thing i'm going to tell you that goes in your schedule is when you go to bed and when you wake up when you go to bed and when you wake up you i don't care what else you think is the most precious thing i don't care if it's your amazing children i don't care if it's this brilliant job i don't care i don't care i don't care how much it pays you when do you go to sleep and when do you wake up is the first thing that goes in your calendar and that's very important because there's so much that sleep is in charge of you cannot be it till you see it if you aren't sleeping and i promise you this because if you're not sleeping you're not going to prepare your body for a digestive cycle if you don't go through mm. a digestive cycle you don't absorb nutrition if you don't absorb nutrition it doesn't matter how Stress. positive you are you have high stress, you'll stress. stop producing stomach acid, your B12, your vitamin D, your absorption rates are going to go down. You could be the most positive person in the room and you'll become the most depressed person in the room. Be How do you know this? Because it was me. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the, it, doing. it became a vicious cycle Yeah, because she... I had stomach issues, which caused sleep issues, and which caused sleep stomach issues. Caused stomach issues, right. So it was now the chicken or the egg. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was insane. So... Ariana Huffington has a book called Sleep because Homegirl, probably you should read this book. Homegirl also was like, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Yeah, that's and what literally I used to say. Broke, I'll sleep when I'm dead. She broke her face she because she, fell, fell she had her face on her hand and she was reading and she literally slipped and her whole face hit the desk. Yeah. And she broke her body. Yeah. So she ended up studying sleep. And there's a lot of things you can do. First of all, a sleep routine. And this is really important. Just like a morning routine is important, a sleep routine is actually really important. You should sleep in the same clothes or as close to the same clothes as possible every night. Mm. Um, this is going to help you. So like literally, it's just sleeping. So unless you're sweating, like you probably wear your sleep clothes a couple of nights in a row um, or buy, buy five of them and like have it there. And so you have the sleep routine. Um, do your brushy teeth face, washy, whatever your st stuff is in the same order at night, it will literally prepare your brain for sleep because it knows, oh, when I do this, I go to sleep. Hmm. So it's, it's, it's the same as like training an animal. Like there's these things that happen and then your brain goes, okay, it likes routine. Second, um, you should not be looking at your screens ideally two hours before sleep, but it, like, please, please, please at minimum one hour one hour before I bet my dog and my dog is a little loud. Um, he just groaned. He, <laughs> I know. Cause I'm waking up his sleep. Yeah. Um, so one hour before bed, no screens. It's like, I cannot tell you how many studies are out there. Like literally ladies who are in love with Huberman, he even says it. Okay. So 
if you're not going to take my word for it, if you're looking for a handsome doctor, he says it. So it's really, really important. That is why if you listen to the last recap episode, you heard me say my phone doesn't come with me on a dog walk because that actually gives me at least 90 minutes before bed, sometimes two hours before I go to bed um, to go. One of my sleep routines is I actually fall asleep with the same music every night. How do I do this? My phone's not with me. Guess what? Google voice, Google play, whatever series, all these things are amazing. You all have technology to do this. I literally just press play on it before you go on the walk. It's playing in the room. So when I walk into the room, the room is already set up for sleep and it goes off at a certain time. If I set that, that that's a new thing I have to have, have happened, but it but can. also you can talk to uh, Google home Yeah, I just thought, and you can say, Hey, turn the music off, know, turn off the music in 25 minutes or yeah. whatever. I also have a sunrise alarm clock. And just so that you understand, she actually keeps her phone in the living room mm -hmm. and then it's Bluetooth through the wall to our Google Home speaker in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. And then so she sets it playing the her sleep music before we go on a dog walk. Then we walk for, I don't know, an hour and then we come home and then she has her sleep routine. And when she's climbed into bed, the music's still been playing this whole time. Mm -hmm. Then she tells Google turn it off in, you know, 25 minutes yeah. or 15 minutes or whatever. And yeah. I like go. to give myself a little, I like to give myself more time than I know that I need because there's nothing more stressful than the music going off well, and you haven't fallen asleep. And you're like, fuck. <laughs> but how do you wake up if your alarm okay. is on your phone and it's in the other room? How does that work? So I have a sunrise alarm clock that, by the way, also has a sunset thing. This is also a proven thing. And I am not a napper. I hate fucking napping, but I've had a nap occasionally. And I use my sleep routine to help me nap. So I have um, the music that I play. And then, and by the way, I hate sleeping on a plane. I have the same music as downloaded to the phone so that if I'm on a plane, I can play it mm. so I can get some amount of sleep on a plane because I freaking hate sleeping setting up. But I have this sunset alarm. So it sunsets on me, even for a nap. And then a sunrise. So I set the sunrise to go and it, the room just gets brighter in my face and I wake up and I don't wake up groggy. I wake up like it's time to get, up. I can't even hit snooze even when I want to. I sometimes like, I don't really need to get up. I'm going to be a rebel like Brad and I'm going to snooze this. I can't. Every time I try, I'm like, fuck, I just need to get up. <laughs> uh, we will put a link to this sunset, uh, the sunrise sunset alarm these in people the show notes because these... uh, it's, it's a really cool device. And when Leslie goes out of town, I will literally sleep on her side of the bed and use this to wake up. It's pretty cool. It's so cool. I'm obsessed with it. And we stayed at the Vidara Hotel. And by the way, they had it. And I was yeah. like, oh, my God, a hotel has my alarm, my alarm lamp. I'm, that's amazing. Um, so a sleep routine is going to help you go to sleep. That is why I don't even take seven minutes. I take 13 seconds. I'm yeah. like, ah. she's <laughs> like, and, and by the way, I'm out. He can pull the AirPods out of my ear from the podcast and this. I don't even move. I don't even know what happens. <laughs> I'm like, don't, I didn't even know that I fell asleep when we were talking. So, um, and this comes from someone who slept three hours a night for many, yeah. many years. So yeah. I, I'm not saying this from someone who's always had a good time sleeping. That's not who I am. I never napped as a child. My parents hated it because they are nappers and I, they're like, just sit in your room. <laughs> so, funny. so, um, so please, please, please. If you need scientific evidence, check out Huberman's podcast on sleep. Check out Ariana Huffington's book on sleep. We'll, have a we'll, sleep we'll also link to both of those things in the yeah. show notes. Have a sleep routine. And if at anything, have a sleep routine. It's going to be great. You'll love it. Your brain will love you for it. And yes to everything Brad said about writing it down and the decisions, all of that is true. But get away from your screens. 
But I don't care if you have blue light, blue blockers on. You know, I love those. You have to get off the screens an hour before bed if you want your brain to stop thinking. All right, loves, it's here. OPC Summer Camp. You know that thing we started last year? Well, we're doing it again this year and we're making it bigger and better than ever because we have teachers from all over the world, which means all day long, you can nerd out with me at Camp Zoom from the comfort of your own home in your favorite Pilates workout outfit without having to get bugs or dirt or weird camp food that's like some weird slot. No, you can have the amazing food from your own home. You can be whatever clothes you want to be in and you can join us all day long for whatever workouts and workshops you sign up for. In fact, you can even do a whole day pass and save the most money. In fact, up to 56% off if you buy the day pass. So go to opc.me slash events to see the full schedule and lineup of events. If you only have access to a mat, we've got plenty of stuff for you. We've got reformer. We've got some happy hip reformer with you. We've got so many amazing things. You can go to opc.me slash events to see the whole schedule, all 14 teachers and all the goodness that's going to happen at Camp Zoom. And I'm your camp director. Woo! Okay, now let's talk about... Joanna Vargas. She's back. Serial entrepreneur Joanna Vargas has built two brick and mortar dance and fitness businesses and multiple event businesses covering dance, running, and more. She brings together over 10,000 people every single year at these events that she hosts. Uh, Her podcast teaches women how to live fully by asking questions and being curious so they can live longer and make more money. And she is like a spitfire. Love her. She's a spitfire. We love her. She's um, got a great course on profitable Pilates about filling your classes for life. Um, she's just a rock star. Like she really, she really, really is. And also, I just have to say, I think this is coming out on her birthday. Happy oh. birthday, Joanna! Happy birthday! Um, we couldn't be at your surprise party because we're in Cambodia. <laughs> 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 so, anyways, that just came to me. Um, one thing that I love that came up in a story she shared about dancing. Um. To be an into invitation for others. She was dancing alone and inspiring others. So this is at this event with all these women. Yeah. And she was out there. She said there were 200 women there. And no one was dancing. And there was a DJ kicking ass and no one was dancing. And we were just in Chicago and there was a dance floor with an incredible DJ. By the way, I don't even know why I'd interview him except for just to like, (laughs) just because I want to be his friend. He was fancy. He did good. We have the same shoe. We love sparkles. Oh, yeah. Uh, but he was an amazing DJ. That's great. And of course, no one was dancing by themselves and no one wants to dance by themselves. So everyone's like waiting for the crowd to start and it starts with someone. And but Joanna had no other crowd. She just danced by herself. And it turned out because she did that, she didn't have any conversation and then getting a gig out of it. And it's by being herself. So she was an invitation for others to do something that was scary. And then it yeah. ended up becoming an invitation for herself. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the, I, the, have you ever been in a classroom and someone else asked the question that you have and you're like, oh, I'm so happy that they asked that question. That was my question, but you didn't want to, to ask the question. Well, the person who asked that question was giving, they were being the invitation for you to ask that question and to be honest, ask other questions too, right? And when you uh, be the invitation for other people, uh, you're, you are actually uh, showing that you're a leader, you're, you're an authority, you are uh, confident. There's all these kinds of things that are, that people then look at you. They also, and, and, and what I thought was interesting about this, Joanna talked about the conversation she had with herself. She's like, these people probably think I'm drunk. I'm dancing alone. Right. How am I, am I being that awkward girl right now? And she had to have that mental conversation with herself. Like, 
you know what? It doesn't matter what they think. I'm I'm here enjoying this music, having a good time. Well, and I I think that goes to like it's a be it till you see it kind of thing because she was like, okay, I'm gonna be out there. I feel like doing this. I'm gonna do it. I'm just gonna dance out here until it feels comfortable to dance out here by myself. And you know, sometimes um That's like character building right there. It, oh my god. Insane. <laughs> but like I we were at a comedy show and you could tell that like someone had to laugh so other people could feel like is it a lot am i allowed to laugh at that like yeah, can i laugh that's right. and so i think like being an invitation for others is not only character building but it's also sometimes the thing that so many people just need to see they need to see that it's okay to do that yeah. you know when we were at in chicago at plies on tour i was teaching this workshop and at the end eric was like do you have any last words i'm like yeah just like it's okay to do the best you can <laughs> you know like it's okay to not be perfect at this it's okay to 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 take a guess sometimes and see where it leads you it the client's going to come back the next week and ev you could just see everyone go <sighs> yeah right their shoulders dropped they exhaled and and what happened afterwards you were at the table someone goes that was the best workshop i ever attended it's the best workshop i ever attended and it's it was a great fuck yeah it was amazing i'm great but I also know because I invited people. Yes, to you like, are, babe. Thank yes, you. you are. Thank you. <laughs> Toot my own horn. But I also know it's because in and everything I do, I really try to like create an invitation for other people to not be perfect and do the best they can. Yep. It's good enough. It's good yep. enough for today. I love that. What did you love? Uh, great. So uh, she had a whole nother conversation about choices uh, that I wanted to uh, weigh in on because. She basically said, uh, you can't make a wrong choice. Uh, and she said, making a choice creates awareness, which I thought was very interesting because conversely, we think we are typically taught awareness creates the quote unquote right choice. Mm -hmm. Okay. So she's saying, make a choice and then you're going to have more options. You'll see the options in front of you as opposed to we're like, Weigh all the options and then make a choice. Yeah. Okay. So, so. I mean, I really do think it comes back to action creates clarity. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the, uh, the idea of the weighing all the options first creates analysis paralysis, can create mm -hmm. analysis paralysis, right? If you are, if you have, I mean, think about this. This is like classic sales. Three is enough choices. If you have 10 choices in front of you, it's more likely, statistically more likely, you will not make any decision. You will make no choice than if there are three or less choices. Two is even better. One is like, okay, then you either take it or leave it, right? But three, you can like mess around with pricing and, and like there's some psychology there, but, but you start to get more than that and it becomes like, I don't actually know what decision to make because I, I can't, I'm having a hard time comparing them all to each other. So I don't know what is the quote unquote right choice. And Anyway, I, I thought that was really amazing because she, her argument is you cannot make a wrong choice. Yeah. Well, and I completely agree with that. I think so many people are like, what if I make the wrong decision? It's like, everything is happening for you. You have to believe that. And I know you're like, but Leslie, there's so much shit happening. And it's like, it is happening for you. I was homeless, totaled my car, the studio that I rented from closed, my job transferred me. And it's the best fucking thing that ever happened. Yeah. Best fucking thing. And then 
I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm happy that the pandemic happened. I am not saying that at all because so many people lost their lives, but it was so scary flying back from Cambodia and knowing that my entire year's income was completely shut down. Yeah, that was scary. Like the only, cause, cause even teaching in person was, there's so much uncertainty who is going to want to do virtual. And if they don't do virtual, then what do we do? And that was the best thing that ever happened to us. So having to, to do that. So I just want to tell you, like, you can't make a wrong choice. She can't be, she's so right about that because the choice you make is oftentimes like, it's like this gut instinct of like, you got to do it, like a little nudge, little nudge, do that thing. And then even if it doesn't get you the results you wanted, it's never the worst case or the best case scenario. We've always, we've already talked about that. It's usually somewhere in the middle and it brings clarity around what you need to do next. And it takes away a lot of fear. Yeah. I think I was thinking about this a lot because I was, I was trying to, to like come up with a, some kind of an analogy or comparison. And it made me think all the way back to the, the, I think episode two with Rob Lowe. No, Rob, um, Rob Lowe. Rob Mack. We've, Rob we've Mack. never interviewed Sorry. him, but Rob Mack is really me. Rob Lowe, if you're listening. Yeah, Rob Lowe. We'd Tommy love to B, tell you a story. Um, yeah. Well, he has to apply. He does. Yeah. <laughs> we'll consider you. Uh, but Rob Mack was talking about the staircase. Mm-hmm. And he said, you pretty much put one step one foot in front of the other here you know you might actually see all the staircase but you still can't get to step 25 until you've gone through step two three four five what if you cannot see step 25 what if this is like a video game and and you're holding a lantern and you can't see more than two steps in front of you you literally don't know what else is happening and uh right so so joanna's argument here is you still have to take a step Make a decision. When you get one step further, you're going to see, oh, what's up there? Maybe there's a fork in the road. Now you have a choice to make, left or right. Okay, let's go left. Okay, after you've gone left, now you have another decision to make. It's a choose-your-own-adventure, which you know I love. <laughs> you know I love a choose-your-own-adventure. <laughs> I love it. And then, and honestly, like when you are putting one foot in front of the other, that that stops this analysis paralysis. It, it allows you to continue to move forward even if you aren't 100% sure. Here's the other thing. Chances are you can actually turn back and take the right fork if you need to. Well, and can I just it's say- It's not always the case, but, but more often than not. Uh, yes. And because um, we had a couple of agency members say like, oh, I'm going to two steps forward, one step back, and I hate it. And I'm like, you know, it's not that bad. You take two steps forward, and then you take a step back, and you can look back at like, how did it go? And you can actually decide if you want to take that step forward again or- if you want to go somewhere else. Well, it creates more awareness, yes. which is exactly Joanna's point. Brilliant. Yep. All right, my coffee lovers, I got something for you. And I know most of you are coffee lovers because if you're listening to this, you have lots of things you're doing and coffee is something that you are taking with you everywhere you go. In fact, I know the plaza instructors around here are taking coffee, kombucha, tea, and water into every class that they take. So this one is amazing because this is Pure Cafe Bold. They have two options for you. They've got black coffee and then they've got a caramel coffee latte, which is amazing. And here's why it's amazing. It's pre-brewed. So it comes in this amazing little packet and you can actually just take the packet into your office, your work on a plane like we've been doing. And then you pour hot water in and boom, you've got coffee. And this coffee actually has some amazing stuff. It's not just regular coffee. This coffee supports your immune system. It boosts cognitive function, increases stamina, it reduces stress, and it has cordyceps. And what are cordyceps, you ask? Oh, that's right, Brad's here. Nature's powerful secret energizer, a rare 
species of fungi, cordyceps is renowned for its invigorating properties and centuries-old use in traditional medicine packed with essential nutrients. This natural adaptogen boosts stamina and supports overall well-being. And seriously, it's actually super simple to make. Leslie and I have taken it camping. Yeah. I'll use it in the afternoon. We're taking it everywhere because I'm tired of conferences and different hotels having burnt coffee. It's a thousand times better than the terrible coffee that you get on an airplane. And the black coffee is like less than a dollar a packet. So it's like, it's really kind of amazing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a big fan of the caramel myself. He the does caramel like has it. a little bit of, uh, of milk in it. So. It has some dairy. So my dairy free peeps, you, you can't do the caramel, but you can do the black, right? Yeah. The black coffee is vegan, keto, gluten-free, non-GMO, nut-free, dairy-free, fat-free, and CGMP compliant. All right. So here's the deal. You need to go to beitpod.com slash coffee, B-E-I-T-P-O-D.com slash coffee. And when you do that, you are going to be able to get some amazing coffee that we're loving. You can buy it as a one-time purchase, or you can actually get it as a subscription. There's even family packs. So if you know that you've got a lot of coffee drinkers in your household, this is amazing. And it's honestly cheaper than all the coffees we've been making at home. So we are so excited. I hope you are. Go to beatpod.com slash coffee. And, you know, cheers to you and I. Every morning, we'll be drinking the same coffee together. Woo! All right. So finally, let's talk about those be it action items. What bold, executable, intrinsic, or targeted action items can we take away from your convo with Joanna Vargas? Uh, well, she said to make the demand of you and then ask the universe. Okay. This is a bit woo for me, to be quite frank. But, uh, but I think that uh, the way I'm going to interpret this is to make the demand of you. Okay. And it's actually kind of very similar to what we were just talking about. When you make a choice, right, then you can evaluate. Okay. So make the demand of you. Um, and then, and there's belief here in this, like asking the universe, you know, asking God, asking, you know, Scores. A, a higher power, yeah. however it is that you see it. The, you have to know that you are moving forward with purpose. Okay. And that's where it's like, make, make a decision, make a choice. And you're applying that to you. Well, actually, it's very Pam Groudish, um, which is also very law, law of Attraction, which is very Abraham Hicks, which we are very into right now. Uh, morning Rampages are the new morning routine. Um, yeah, but, love them. Um, in Pam Grout's book, she literally says you have to actually ask for something. You'd be very specific, which is like making a demand of you. It means it requires you to go, what am I going to ask the universe to show me? And then you have to tell, show me, show me it. And then you have to be willing to look for evidence for the universe answering that question. And um, Lynn, something Scoville Shaw, we talked about her a couple episodes ago. She has that same thing in her book. Mm -hmm. um, I don't have my phone, so I can't tell what it is. But anyways, she's got a great book. Go back to a couple episodes. You can tell me what it is in the comments below. So sorry, I can't remember off the top of my head. But anyway. I do, I do think that this is a bit woo. It's also, it's also allowing you to go, okay, this is the choice I'm going to make. And then I'm going to have the universe participate in this choice. Boom. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, my biggest takeaway is learning to choose as you go. If you are, if you ever study talk less, teach more with me, um, there's a workshop I did on level up movement, which is Erica Quest's website. Or if you take elevate, then you will hear me talk about this. You cannot teach, you cannot talk Pilates into a body. You actually cannot. 
you actually have to choose exercises that will teach the body what it is that you want it to do. And how do you do that? Sometimes you have to trust your gut. And so that is how I'm interpreting this because that is the actual only place that I feel super comfortable in, in actually just going, I don't want to be told what exercise to put this from. I can actually listen to my gut and my gut will tell me. And here's what is so cool about that. How you do one thing is how you do everything. Okay. How you are in your applies mat is how you are in life. If you judge yourself in your applies mat, you're judging yourself all over all over the place. So what I get to know to be true is when I am teaching Pilates, I do trust my gut. I really do. When I get in the moment, when I get out of my head and I get into the session, when I'm teaching someone, I literally am like listening to like what I am being like these little thoughts in my head call me to do, right? So I know that I can do this in all other things. I really do. Mm. And when I'm in a, when I'm in a, not a perfectionist state is actually really easy to do that. I sure. do love this question. Will it create more or less in my life? Because I asked myself something similar when I was in Brazil. I wanted to, I was told I should go hang gliding. And hang gliding. Hang gliding. Okay. Mm-hmm. Over the Tahaka forest. Tahaka forest. I think it's what it's called. It's beautiful forest near the statue near the very yeah. famous statue and um yeah uh, you go over uh, the river and by the way rio it's in rio, rio. it's in rio de, Janeiro, de Janeiro, rio de janeiro um and you they don't teach you how to hang glide just so you know <laughs> my guy did because i saw he's like see how these people they're jumping don't jump that will bring the paraglide down just run off run off the end <laughs> i'm like when you keep running when there's he's like yes i do and when we land you're going to keep running. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> um, but before I did it, I was kind of out of money. And for my trip, I didn't actually, I didn't really have money to go on the trip in the first place, but it was a flight that I was going to lose and I didn't know how to go. So I was like, will I regret not, like when I go home and people ask me, how was Rio? What did you do? Will I regret not hang gliding? Or will I both say, no big deal? And I was like, I'm going to, I don't have a good enough excuse for not hang gliding. I'm going to regret this. I'm not going to lie. I would love to do that. Oh, we should do that. Yeah. But my point is every time you tell the story, I can see the hang gliding and the, and the adventure and the excitement. And I think that it is brilliant that you did that. I, it's so fun. Y'all, we surfed our way in. Like we like literally rode a wave, but, but with the air of the inertia of the wave onto the ground. And then I had a green smoothie. It was so freaking <laughs> great. And also my pilot is the pilot with the number one on his name. And he was hired by the Today Show to do this. So I like really, I mean, like I had the best experience, but it goes back to this question. Will it create more or less in my life? So if you are unsure how to trust your gut right now, just ask yourself that question. And, and if that is like, I don't know what that means. Will I regret it? Like, will I look back when I'm a hundred years old? Will I be like, I should have fucking. Yeah. You know, let us know. I'm Leslie Logan. And I'm Brad Kroll. Thank you so much for being here today. I am so happy to have you as part of our community. This is incredible. Yeah. Happy 150th episode. Woo! Happy birthday, Joanna Var- Vargas. And um, to our retreaters, we're having the best fucking time with you. We really yes. are. Uh, I want to know how you're going to use these. I want you to tag Joanna, tag the Viet Pod. Send us a DM with your questions, your comments, your concerns. We actually have a survey on the newsletter we send out every week. If you're not getting that newsletter, well, get the newsletter. Yeah, go to, go to lesleylogan.co. 
you can join the newsletter there. Yeah. And uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. Be it till you see it. Bye for now. That's all I got for this episode of the Be It Till You See It podcast. One thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It Pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you. Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. Have an awesome day. Be It Till You See It is a production of As The Crows Fly Media. It's written, produced, filmed, and recorded by your host, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Kroll. Our associate producer is Amanda Fratarelli. Kevin Perez at Desenio handles all of our audio editing. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music. And our branding by designer and artist, Gianfranco Chofi. Special thanks to our designer, Jaira Mandal, for creating all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast, and our digital producer, Jay Pedroso, for editing all the video each week so you can. And to Angelina Herrico for transcribing each of our episodes so you can find them on our website. And finally, to Meredith Kroll for keeping us all on point and on time. loves. It's super important to me that supplements I take are of the highest quality. And that's why for three years, I've been drinking AG1. Unlike many supplement brands, AG1 is constantly searching for how to do things better. At 52 iterations of their formula and counting, their team is always trying to find better ways to source, test, and aim to find the best quality ingredients available. I love this so much, guys, because so many people think I have to get it right the first time, and they have done 52 different iterations. I freaking love that. So many people have asked me if AG1 is actually the real deal. I really do drink it, and trust me, there's a reason why I've been drinking it for so long. Quality for AG1 isn't just a buzzword. It's a commitment backed by expert-led scientific research, high-quality ingredients, industry-leading manufacturing, and rigorous testing. At each step of the process, AG1 goes above and beyond industry standards. I know I can trust what's in every scoop of AG1 because it's tested for 950 contaminants and banned substances while the industry standard typically only tests for 10. Holy moly. I know that like I'm a recovering overachiever over here, but I'm super glad AG1 isn't. Okay, so taking care of my health shouldn't be complicated and AG1 simplifies this by replacing multiple health supplements like multivitamins, digestive aids, immune support, and more in just one simple scoop. It's literally just one scoop. It's one scoop in one bottle of water. It's amazing. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality, and I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. Y'all know I've had gut stuff, so that's why I've been doing it for so long. I've partnered with AG1 for so long because they make such a high quality product that I genuinely look forward to drinking every day. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash be it. That's drinkag1.com slash B-E-I-T. Check it out.